Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. Happy Friday. Welcome to today's edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joel Elkan, and Dennis Dick will be with us in just a second. Got a lot to discuss today. Today might as well be a stock market holiday. Uh, and I don't mean that we should have the day off. It's a special day for traders. It is, of course, the Russell rebalance. This day comes once a year. There will be fireworks at the close. We will talk about that. We will talk about the banks. No surprise. They all passed their stress tests. They're all going to raise their dividend and increase their buybacks. We knew that would happen. We got earnings, Nike, FedEx, BlackBerry, CarMax this morning. A lot to get to on today's show. Marcus Heitkarter, which won the show at 830 five or so to talk about what he's doing what he did this past week and uh yeah a lot to get to so there's dennis there he is let's bring joel's charts on before we do that though real quick everyone uh hit the subscribe button give us a like and hit the subscribe button and that'll be uh how we do live chat today go subscribe and then you can comment in the chat joel how are we doing this morning uh, good. The S&Ps are up three and a half at 59.50. Crude's down 15 cents at 73.15. Gold is up $8.30 at 17.85. Silver's up 20 cents at 26 and a quarter. Bitcoin's down $1,680 at 33,285. Big, uh, excuse me, Ethereum is down $171.75 at $1,655. And this is uh, June 25th. So, someone, we're not, the show is not going to move on until we name the two very important uh, days that we celebrate today. Oh, I just said one of them, didn't I? No. No. We celebrate the Russell rebalance today. Non, uh, one's market related, one's non market related. What do you got? What's non? But so you guys are not going to guess. You're going to give June, up. Right no, 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 no. June twenty fifth. I want to guess. Don't. I think it's we celebrate the Russell rebalance. Uh, we celebrate the Montreal Canadiens getting into the Stanley Cup Finals with a twenty four and thirty two record, which has got to be the worst record in years to make the Stanley Cups because they had so many overtime losses and then they just run through everyone. So unbelievable. They're in the finals last night. So that's my first guess. No, it one's market related. That's not market related. Okay. I did one the market related one was Russell Rebounds and non market related guesses the Montreal Canadiens. Okay, final. Spencer, what what's your guesses? Um it's someone one I mentioned all the I mean they they are they're synonymous and I mentioned it all the time on the show. Or not all the time, but quite often. It's somebody's birthday. Okay. Okay. There you go. All right. And the non-market related. Dennis, yeah, are you are you are you sitting on your chair? Okay. I'm here. Are you not going to fall off? Yeah. What's Dana what's is 29 today. Wow. <laughs> and I can remember at the bright trading office back in 1999, 22 years ago, her coming in just about the age of my little boy, six, seven years old. Dana, happy birthday. Happy birthday. 
She's sleeping. She's taking the day off. And Nine. What happened, Joel? When did we get old? I don't know. I mean, how do we get so old? I don't even look 29. <laughs> I mean, I swear up 2,000 meters this morning to celebrate. I mean, can you believe that? 29 and Emily's wow. going to be 26? Wow. I'm an old dude. But no, no she's you are sleeping. an old dude. She's sleeping. And the what's other the one. What's the, what's the market related one? Uh, futures related. I, I knew it. I knew it was going to be futures related. <laughs> he loves his futures. <laughs> so something, uh, something came online today, right? Uh, yes. okay, yeah. The, 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 I knew, I know this one. We've talked about this many times. The, the S and P Globex. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Love it. All right. Joel yep. loves the Globex. The same day that Dana was born. Is that I've been came trying out? to figure them out the ever Globex? since. Yeah. yeah. The exact same day. <laughs> Exactly. 24-hour markets. 24-hour market, baby. Started the same day as I'm. Should I go upstairs and get the button? Because at the Merc, you know, when they had a new contract, like I still have the uh, broiler chicken pen. Um, and I I had that broiler chicken pen. You never. Yeah, and I have hogs or trendier. Remember that one we had in the office, Spencer? Or was that before your time? There was. It's a hog with um, uh, ten, Nike tennis shoes and a hat on, and it says, "Hogs are trendier than you thought." <laughs> it's it's all about the trends. This yes, market is yes. all about the trends, and that's a good segue into these markets here because we are trending higher again here this morning. QQQs continue to make new all-time highs. That's I think three days in a row new all-time highs for the Qs. Looking at the spy. Trying to break out. It's still just hanging out at all-time highs, but you know what? It's right there. But I tell you, pesky little highs there from June 14th, 15th. Trying to get through there. We probably do today. It is Russell Rebalance Day. There will be some massive volatility on the close. You got all the ads going in. You got all the deletes coming out, pages and pages of them, so you can get them at the Russell. That is going to be the story of the day, and especially this story on the close. And Dennis, I only have one recommendation for you. If you're no running, algorithmic trading, if you no, you can run algorithmic trading, but once you take your initial positions, you don't, don't minimize it. Don't you, keep there's the a little program X. running. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Don't let the program run in the background and saying, "Why did I just buy that stock?" Oh my <laughs> gosh, my Russell Rebalance program is running in the background. It's making trades it's not supposed to make. Yeah, algorithmic trading needs to, if you ever do algorithmic trading, you need to babysit, babysit, babysit. We don't suggest anybody do algorithmic trading, at least at the beginning here. So I do a little bit. Um, I'll do a little bit on the close here, but not like I used to 10 years ago when I got run over on that special day. Right, right. We won't repeat that story. but No, uh, we've told it before. It's a good one, though. It is yeah. one of my Next favorite. Next Russell Rebalance. We do it every other Russell Rebalance. So you have to go back to the year ago show if you want to hear that story. Mm-hmm. Probably All works. right, so what? How do we play the wrestle? Well, how? So obviously we can look, and we could just cherry pick a few if you want. You know, I got the three thousand here in front of me. We're looking at the additions. Um, you know, what are the big ones that are going in? And you know, you're looking here, and you know, it's a lot of smaller companies. Obviously, here I see DraftKings on the list, DKMG, going in as an addition to the three thousand. It's been up for a couple of days into this. You know, historically. It, it's actually in the last three, four years, it's mixed. Sometimes you actually see the additions go down. But just remember, DKNG is supposed to be going in on the close. So there could be that bias to push it upwards. It doesn't always work out that way. Um, we got uh, Playboy Group, PLBY, going in. So you got that one there. Bring that up. Up, up for the last couple of days. Now, again, the market's been up the last couple of days. So I wouldn't necessarily say there's any alpha generated from that. The Blackstone Group, BX, is another one. I'm just grabbing them right off the list. You can go. Can Spencer maybe? Oh, you're showing the list. All oh, right, Russell. I already got it. Yeah, we're doing. I'm, that's what I'm going through right now. It's the 3,000 editions. So, Ots UT Zebra, another one that's widely traded. The way I do it, and the way I play it safer now, as opposed to trying to get all along all the ads and short all the deletes and hopefully, you know, hoping it goes this way. I don't like to hope anymore in this trade because I've been run over on the wrong side of it. Sometimes the ads go down, the deletes go up, and you're like, what the hell just happened? Crowded Trades 101 happened on you, and it went the other way. So the way I've always played it, say, for the last five, six years, um, is just to fade the close. What does that mean? Stocks gapping up. 
I'm shorting them, stocks gapping down on the close, I'm buying them. So sometimes you'll literally see a stock, you know, as like DraftKings and not necessarily DraftKings, sometimes it's in the smaller ones too. But you might see, you know, just example, maybe DraftKings is 52 and it gaps up to 53 on the close because it's getting out. This is just hypothetical situations. I would be short DraftKings then. You know, if, if DraftKings goes the other way and it's at 50 and for whatever reason they decide to gap it down to 49, I would probably be the long DraftKings on the closing print and then trying to work it out either after hours or the next Monday morning. I'm hoping that the spread comes back in. I hedge myself out um, using usually the IWM because they're smaller stocks. And uh, so if I'm long, you know, if I get long a million dollars worth of stocks, I'm going to short a million dollars worth of IWM and hedge myself out. And then you're hoping that that relationship pulls in a little bit. So trying to take the market risk out of it. That's a little bit of how I approach it. Um, there's different ways. There's a lot of traders that do different stuff on this. Like I said, there's some traders, hedge funds that put this portfolio on months ago, and they're unwinding it now. So they're looking, you know, that there may have been a drift up in the ads over the last month, and there may have been a drift down in the deletes over the last month, and they're now maybe unwinding it. Maybe they started unwinding it yesterday. Lots to consider with Russell Rebalance Day. Okay, could you give me the the um, right now? Could you give me the five biggest ads and like the five biggest? I don't have them ranked yet. I will be doing that. I'm I'm late with my Russell research. I used to research this for weeks ahead, but it could change during the day too, right? Well, a little bit, but it's by market cap, right? So they're not going to change that much. Okay. I mean, if I'm looking at the deletes, I'm just I cherry pick just a few names off, you know, because there's a lot of names you're not going to know. I and mean, you if you're filter at out, ads, you filter out, right? Well, yeah, they're, you're looking at the ads. There's a ton of, of names you're not even going to ever have traded here before. They're small. Some of them are really small names. I mean, I got AEVA. I don't even know what that is. AEVA. Is That's that going in or out? That's an ad. Yeah. So, can I just cherry pick a few active ones? Yeah, uh, go. I, that's what like, we want to do. Yeah, liquid. So marathon, Mara is going in. Yeah. Right? Wait, uh, ma- marathon or Mara? Mar- are you talking marathon oil? M O R A? No, no, no. M A R A, marathon. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't think marathon oil. M A R A. Okay. M A R A. That's the Bitcoin play. Wow, that's going in there, huh? Yeah, it's going in. You've got Nicholas going in. Palantir is going in. Oh, that's good. Yep. Palantir is a good one. I'm not okay. saying it's necessarily good to buy, but that's going to be an active one. But look how, look what it's done, Dennis. Look what it's done. Yeah, it's it, been working it? for that. But but that's the growth trade. Is that the Russell? People say, oh, Two yeah, look at the Russell trade. That's the growth trade. I mean, bring up space. You know, that's the growth trade. That's so going in. Is that going just in? Just remember, no, space no, is $47 this morning. It's gone. But just remember, sometimes this trade actually reverses. Sometimes these stocks make their highs of the year on this day or make their lows of the year on this day. This is a big reversal day sometimes for a lot of these stocks too. So a stock that's been trending up like Palantir, now it's going in, maybe it gaps up. You know, that can make a high. I mean, this was $17 a month ago. So I'd be so inclined to probably be booking profits if I was in Palantir here now, even though it's kind of, you know, breaking out. I mean, space is just way overdone. It's not a wrestle play, but holy mackerel, $14 a month and a half ago. Now it's 48. You're buying at 48. You're doing a backwards i don't know dennis we probably said that at 28 at 38 at 39 <laughs> probably at 40 at probably. 41 you're still 40. doing it backwards you just got lucky <laughs> <laughs> uh, a couple other big names going in mm-hmm. uh snowflake oh yeah snowflake's uh, riot blockchain is going in oh, and chat's also got a few in there as well somebody mentioned um uh, jazz pharmaceuticals. Oh, is Fisker going in? Uh, I said Fisker. Fisker, yeah, yeah Fisker oh, yeah. going in. We talked about Fubo already. Um, those are those are kind of the big one, the, the big names. Yeah. Uh, that, the names that are widely traded. Right, right. Widely followed. Clove going in? No. Oh, um, yeah, they weren't on the first list, but they may have been on a subsequent list. They may have made um, it back um, on the list. Yeah. Um, Something. And what about the deletes? We've been giving the ads all the yeah, love. Yeah, just give some deletes. The deletes are often stocks that are under a buck even sometimes because they've yeah. just fallen so far. So then it's like, okay, well, you can look like ALSK. It's been obviously probably going down here for a while. So that's maybe why it's – well, is that actually – that can take over? Uh, that's getting taken over. I, I'm example. for like more liquid names. you got to express like EXPR is, okay. is, is going out. You've got uh, – remember CODX? We used to talk about code diagnostics all the time. I feel like – Yeah, that's going that out too. That, that's going out. Um, uh, 
I'm just, I'm just cherry picking names here too. There's so many on this list that companies that you know are just not like a, you recognize the tickers, but they're just not widely followed for right. good reason. They've probably went down. I mean, they rank it by market cap. So if your market cap's going up, you're getting in. Market cap's from coming down, you're going out. So it's basically the underperformers are kicking out, and the outperformers for the last year they're putting in. That's kind of how they do it. LCI, Lynette, that was one that was you know widely traded before. That's going out. Oh, out. Out. Who These was super outs. bullish that we had that Somebody out on the show? It was like sixteen. Yeah, whoever that yeah. was. I guess we didn't have him back. I, I, I want to <laughs> say I think was that the Reverend or no? No, no, I don't no, think no, it was no, Reverend. It wasn't it was, the Reverend. No, it was, it was some, an analyst or somebody. It no, somebody it was some big trader right. that had a big following. <laughs> and I think they were short Tesla too. I don't know. Ooh, how bad they, pair right there. I don't know how much. Lake, Lakeland. We know the virus stock. Obviously, um, coming masks. out. Lights yeah. going out. Lakes getting the boots. L A K E. How's that doing? I bet you it's, it's down, right? Hit. Well, that the leads are usually trending down, right? Yeah, no, I'm just thinking pandemic stuff. People are not, you know, worried about masks and buying masks any, as much anymore. There's a few here. Nothing really crazy. So. Look at that spike in March. When... It's big less. They're big less. A lot of action. Yeah. I, so, Dennis, do you ever have your? You know, because you're playing both sides, you ever have to not hedge out with the with the Russell that oh, yeah, sometimes like you just get long a lot of you get long a lot of stocks and short a lot of stocks. It's like, oh it naturally worked out. Usually there's a little bit of hedging involved. You're usually never gonna get it perfect, but yeah, sometimes I mean hedging out all the time. I mean I trade people don't understand. I trade market neutral. And what am I trying to do? What it really does is smooth my earnings curve. Because let's just say, you know, you like this stock, but the market rolls over. Okay, well, that stock might still outperform the market, but you're going to lose on an absolute basis because the market rolled over. So by hedging myself with SPY or Q's or IWM or, you know, if it's gold stocks, I might be using GDX. Um, by doing that, I'm what I'm trying to do is really smooth my earnings curve. So yeah. I like consistency. I do this for a living. I like to make money every day if I can. That's obviously doesn't always work out that way, but with the hedge strategies you do. So then you're right, really doing is you're trying to really extract the alpha from your strategies. So, but sometimes, you know, I'm just long stock, short stocks. I don't need to use the indexes as much, but for the most part, there's almost every single night. I'm like long, short spy, long, short queues, long, short IWM to to today for example my overnight portfolio i'm short spies and cues because i must have been long stocks right so right. and i might be long those stocks for a number of reasons you know maybe maybe it's technical based maybe it's a headline maybe, maybe it's just something i was getting the beats and i didn't feel like deserved the beats you know there's different reasons for that but what i try to do is you know hedge myself out by using the indexes so you know what, we should, yeah, we should probably move on because I think 99.99% of our chat can't trade like this because they're not at bright trading and they don't have the capability to do this. Oh, so I disagree this, with that 100% because 100%? you always hedge yourself. I hedge myself out in other, other but it interacted. No, no, no. Interactive Why brokers. Why not? You, you can, have two stocks and you don't want with the less than a $25,000 account. Sure. With less you, can than have 20, two, you can have $5,000 in this stock, $5,000 in this stock. Beta is one. I short $10,000 worth of spy because I don't want the market risk. You know, obviously people say, why would you do that? Because I'm losing some of my profits in an uptrending market. But you know why you do that? When the market rolls over and you got these positions on, you don't get crushed. So I've been through a lot of different markets. I trade hedged. So it's a style. The hedge fund, you know, Rilly's name is hedge. So they're buying and selling different stocks short. <laughs> I'm kind of running a little mini hedge fund. But I mean, you can operate however you want to operate. I don't suggest, you know, if you're just a long buy, so you're a long-term investor, there's no need to be shorting stocks. My long-term account, it's always long. I never short stocks in my long-term account. It's just always no, long. No, now, we know when I got nervous, sometimes I'll go in my head in my trading portfolio and hedge and myself puts. out. Well, or shorts or short cues or short spies if I really am nervous. So there's there's few times that that happens, but it obviously happens. 2008, March of 2020. Yeah, there was a few. If the tea leaves are saying we're coming into rougher waters, you know, you look at your weather report, and if you got some storm clouds overhead, maybe you want to hedge yourself out a little bit in the longer-term portfolio. But for the most part, you know, on my long-term portfolio, it's just long. So when the market's going down, my long-term stuff's getting killed just along with you guys. But that's my retirement stuff. Try not to look at that. Try not to day trade it. You know, we had a question about Alibaba here, which we could go into. I have Baba and my long-term account. It's been in there for years. I added Baba as a swing trade recently. That is not in my long-term account. So I'm long Baba basically twice. 
Long term, not looking at it. Short term, I put it in there. We know when we talked about it three days ago. So I've got a target on that one. So it's it's dot designated long term. So I mean, it's all how you trade. Different styles of trading for everyone. But the what the hedge trading does is really smooths your earnings curve. When you're up ninety percent of the days, like I feel like we've been in the last two years. You know, people are saying, "Oh, why would I want to hedge? I'm going to get that extra market oomph." You know, and the market seems to be up every day, anyways. And sometimes, you know, when the market is just trending up, trending up, sometimes I don't hedge myself perfectly. I might leave myself a little bit long just to get a little extra exposure. But overall, I trade hedged. I've been ha- my my best hedge was probably in a uh, 29. I caught that. I just but I was I hedged perfectly in 1929. Yeah, that's good, Joel. 20, 90 years ago, Joel's, Joel was solid. He called that one. <laughs> Black Monday. <laughs> was it Black Monday? Was that one? Or that was Black one? Black that was a Friday? crash. Yeah, was that Black Friday or Black Monday? I always forget which was which. That was Black Friday. That was Black Friday. Black Monday was 87. 87. 87. Yep. Yeah, Joel yep. was actually on the floor for Black yeah. Monday, so he's not going to yeah. forget that one. Well, because I didn't have a quarter of a million in my, uh, in my account, they said, you're not trading today. And then meanwhile... People flipped. Did I ever tell you that story about when these guys flip like 150 lots, 200 lots in the spoos wow. for uh, for massive handles? Did I ever tell that story? No, I don't think so. I this was, is Monday. This is yeah, or it might have been like the Tuesday after. Okay, or you know, like and uh, I think it might have been Henry Kaufman's order from Shearson Lehman. And the spoos closed at like 240 or 250. I don't know exactly what the number is. And this guy, Mike, I don't know. I can't remember his last name. And he got an order to sell 2000 on the open, right? Mm-hmm. And this is like the spoos are at 250. Yeah. And at like 929 or 829 Chicago time, he's like 1000 at 240. Crickets. 1000 at 230. Wow. Crickets. A thousand and two twenty. I mean, and he kept going down he's and got, down because he's got a paper order. Customer wants to sell. He's got to sell, right? He sell at the market. He had to get the opening. Print. Holy. Okay. And he I don't know. Not, I'm not, I don't have exact numbers here. And if there's anyone from the Spoos, you know, I, I'm not naming. Yeah, any but he had names to go way down to get her. Yeah. So he got, and this is just a percent. I think he like offered right before the bell, like two thousand and like one seventy. They had to take it down, like. Like way down, way down, way down. Okay. Meanwhile, it was like one ninety bid on the other side of the pit. Oh, that's his twenty points of arbitrage right there. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy, welcome to fragmented markets in nineteen eighty seven. He just absolutely got swamped. I mean, people were jumping on him. And and then they and said, "Give me twenty, give me fifty, give me a hundred. And then they and then they were like, they're with their other hand. As soon as they got it, they were like, "Sold, sold, sold." And then they just ran over and they, met, you know, you know, uh, you know, grabbed the other broker. Did I get it? Did I get it? Did I get it? And he's like, "Yeah, fifty, 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 fifty. And then I don't even know how long these guys held it for. Instant right, scalped out of it right away. Yeah, like me. I got this one. I flip it out right away. That Russell stock gaps down. I buy the clothes. I flip it out. <laughs> it, it, was a, out it was a sometimes flip. you can flip it out. Like Charlie's board, Charlie Abel's board. He's going z z z z z. So we don't. Uh, we, that's okay. No, Charlie, we love, come on. We, we don't agree with Charlie. We love the pit stories. This is how you learn, though. I mean, this show, and again, we're designed on this show to teach. This show, we've always Even tried to teach. teach just as much as we give an opinion on a stock. Everybody on Twitter has an opinion on a stock. If you're looking for an opinion on a stock, you can find a million opinions on Twitter. We give some opinions. It's fun to give opinions. It's fun to make calls. But it's also, I think, more relevant to teach. You don't learn. And everything that came from the floor is now in algorithmic trading and in the markets. 95% of what you're trading is every day in the markets is floor trading tactics. So as you, you know, you, you can take those floor trading tactics and that's extrapolated over it to understand the market mechanics and the market plumbing better. So I love the stories. All that is, is Joel's talking about is arbitrage. You know, they're, they're, they're on the one side of it and then they're on the other side. You know, they can get, you know, and you have fragmented markets and you do see that, you know, on ARCA and SDQ. Sometimes in, it's a microseconds now because high frequency traders have, you know, basically, you know, made that so efficient and monopolize those strategies. But boom, boom, you know, they're just flipping instantaneously in milliseconds. You don't even see it. So, I mean, this was back in the day, though, when we had human beings. We didn't have algorithmic trading in 1987, at least not like we do now. 
Um, so, you know, the markets were a little bit more inefficient. So the markets are obviously a lot more efficient. So I love the story, Joe. I just want to tell one more thing. Someone's like, how do they keep tra- track of like the, the prints and everything? So what they used to do, and you probably will never see this again, but all around the floor, they had the big boards, right? You, you've seen that with the high and low and close and whatever open interest. And you could, you normally you could see the last eight prints, right? And, <laughs> But when it got like that, the guys in the tower would just go fast market. And so they would only show the last two prints. Oh, really? They wouldn't show the other six prints wow. because they didn't know where the hell they were at. But there was a guy oh, hanging they're in a tower. They're trying to manually input this. They can't yeah. keep up. Yeah, they're on a walkie-talkie. They're like quarter trade, half trade. And and then, you know, they're like, uh, screw it, fast market. And then. <laughs> and then <laughs> That's what you got to do. I can't color. I can't. Play-by-play announcers, like, it's too fast for me. We'll just go screw it, fast market. Type that fast. That's what you say, fast market. When you're at fast play. market, man, you knew you knew that uh, things were going on. But uh, I, I actually found some audio of Joel on Black Friday. He's, he's running out of there. <laughs> running for his life. Anyway, uh, let, let, let's move on. Uh, Can let's, we cover a stock? Yeah, yeah, let's, yeah let's I'm really on. getting impatient this chat. All right, all right, all right. All right we'll do Nike here. Nike had earnings after the close yesterday. Earnings are pretty, pretty, pretty good. EPS ninety three cents versus a fifty one cent estimate. Sales of twelve point three billion versus an eleven billion dollar estimate. So they blew those numbers away. They saw one hundred forty one percent year over year growth in North American sales. Uh, Just huge beats for Nike stock. Bring up that Nike shirt, Joel, and it's bringing yes, sir. It's bringing Foot Locker with it this morning. Yeah, I tried, and I was trying to buy the Foot Locker for a while, and I finally gave up. I didn't want to pay up a buck. Obviously, maybe I should have because Foot Locker continues, and it's up two dollars and fifty cents now. I could have bought it up a buck, but I was trying to buy it in the sixty-one handle. Uh, could not get done. So um, some people paid up a little bit. You could have got like sixty-twos for a while after the report, but Nike just kept going up. Uh, friend Peter reaching out to me on Twitter here. I uh, was trying to play this last night. He's just got some questions about, you know, how a stock can just go straight up like this on earnings. He was actually trying to play the short side on it. And he's like, there just wasn't even any pullback at all. The stock didn't want to pull back even a dollar. And I mean, look at that chart. It's true. You know, sometimes after hours, a lot of times you get some chop, you know, and sometimes you get reversals. This was not that. This stock just kept going up after earnings, and they would not. If you look at all those, I guess they're blue candles here in the top left corner of this chart. I mean, it was straight up with really no pullback until you got to 150. Then we stalled out a little bit, and then we tried to go up a little bit now. And now it's been a consolidation station, you know, for the majority of the pre-market session. But that after-hours price discovery for the first hour and a half was just climb, 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 climb. And it kept – I have a filter running. And it's showing me all stocks in the S and P. So it's showing me all the stocks making new highs. Nike, uh, Nike, Nike, making Nike. new highs. It's just Nike. Nike keeps setting up. Nike making a new high. Nike make, every time it makes a new high, it pops into my filter. I was like, holy cow! Nike just continues to make new highs. So one, um, you could try, like you know, and we often talk about this. You know, looking at the old high, is it going to stall out there? It would have been a logical spot for it to stall out at the old high, which was around one forty seven ninety five. It kind of went through there, though, so it didn't really stall out a little bit above there, 150. So, um, you know, so that would have been a logical spot to maybe try it. Uh, but as soon as it starts making a new all-time high, then I got to be out. I never sure a stock making a new all-time high. So even if it's after hours, it's like, okay, well, if you tried it at 147.5 off that old all-time high, so it's going 148.5, you got to go not work it out here, lose your point and get out. I mean, there's still enough liquidity in here. It wasn't like it's blowing through handles. It was climbing. So you probably can work out of it. It's got to be disciplined. You got to cut the losers. And when you're trading these things after hours, it's high risk though. And Nike is nice. There's enough liquidity in there. You get into these smaller stocks and you're trying to trade them on earnings. They can be completely wild, like where there's no liquidity at all. And if it reverses on you, your best bid might be like five bucks down. And you're like, okay, well, what do I do now? That's the trouble of trading the earnings stocks. And that's why I tend to lay off when there's earnings on when on the earnings plays just for that reason. Although a stock like Nike is still liquid enough that you probably can get out within, you know, 30 cents, 40 cents if you're if you're quick. Uh Dennis, was it was it uh was it just a relentless bid? I mean, back in the old days you used to be able Pretty to much. Yeah, just see the bid, bid for five, you know, bid, 
Ben, I, I ben, didn't watch ben. it close enough to, okay. to to say if that was the case. I just noticed it just kept going up. Once you know, I'm trading other things too. All I know is I was like, I'm trying to buy Foot Locker. Lulu Lemon was trading higher on it. You know, I'm trying to play the sympathy plays. Under Armour is another one. You know, and it's up four percent. You got to know the relationships. Now, obviously, Nike up thirteen percent. Lululemon's not going to go up thirteen percent, but you know, three four to one, maybe going to get a two three percent move off Lulu. Lulu's only up one percent here this morning. Um, Under Armour is up more. So you think about those plays. Foot Locker is the first play. You see, the only time I ever you know really got burned on Foot Locker was uh, one time I think on the conference call. You know, Nike had pretty good earnings, and then they started talking about going direct to consumer. You know, and that's never a good thing for Foot Locker <laughs> if they're going to skip. So, I mean, I, I can remember there was one earnings report. Maybe you guys remember this. Like, maybe it was a year or two ago where they were talking about expanding the direct-to-consumer. And all of a sudden, it's like Foot Locker, um, you know, is now, whoa, Foot Locker just went red on a green Nike report. That's where you could get hit on that. Foot Locker obviously selling Nike shoes. If Nike decides to go direct-to-consumer, skip Foot Locker, not good for Foot Locker. But so I'm, I've been a little bit spooked on Foot Locker since then. But overall, Foot Locker usually trends with the Nike earnings. Okay, what about Crocs? If we're uh, talking about shoes, <laughs> I don't. I didn't look at that. It, one. it actually shoe carnival. They all because Nike's up so much, you might get a little lift in all of those. But you know, this is like more of a Nike thing. I always think Nike. I think Skechers, Under Armour dude, right away. Well, all Skechers. That's Foot Locker, Under Armour, Skechers probably be trading higher. Yeah, yeah, shoe carnival. Though. And this trade kind of makes sense because people need new shoes, right? Like they're just wearing socks at home. Look at that and they shoe carnival there. chart last five days. I know. They were front running that Nike report. <laughs> just joking. Let's see Skechers. <laughs> I got a pair of Skechers. That could break out through 50 today. That yeah. actually, it's going to gap up. It's a problem. It's going to gap up a buck and a half on you. I've been roping up right at resistance. That's what about Steve there. Madden? Is that still around? Yeah. What's the, what's the shoe? S A O O, but they spell it wrong. I don't know why they didn't do S-H-O-E. I guess they couldn't get it, but S-H-O-O. And, Steve uh, Madden. And then we did Skechers. And then there was a new IPO. Now, uh, don't laugh at me, but uh, I think Boot Barn. Well, Boot Barn was. Yeah. Oh, that's been around. Back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so Boot's been moving for a while. So Okay, I, but wasn't there a new IPO? I don't know what the other one is. No. Okay. Look at that boot burn shirt. Holy mackerel. People need new shoes, man. They went outside to do it outside things. COVID made them go outside <laughs> for a whole year. And now they're still now it's summertime. They're going back outside again. We got second virus kicking around a little bit, but no, I this has been a it's overextended move for sure on a lot of these stocks. But Nike isn't really overextended. I mean, it is maybe in the short term because it's a big earnings move here, but really Nike's been in consolidation station here for the better part of seven months. Between you know 135 not, and 145. Yeah. You, know who's not, 145. you know who's not buying new shoes? Who? Me. Why? You uh, got all the shoes you need? Uh, well, I, I bought, this is like. Because he only swims. 15 years ago, right. I bought he a pair. New shoe in the pool. 15 years ago, I bought a pair, maybe 20 years ago, 15 years ago, I bought a pair of leather sandals in Charleston, South Carolina. They were Cole Hans with Nike soles. Okay. I'm telling you. The most comfortable shoes ever, and I and I wear them down. And I ever since then I've been looking for them in stores, and they don't make them anymore. So I gave up, and I went I went to my shoe guy, Patrick. He's unbelievable. And I go, Patrick, you might think I'm crazy, but you know, can you Patrick's can you redo those? Of course, Joe. And I and I spent sixty bucks. Guy. I spent sixty bucks on a fifteen old pair of sandals. I'll bring them down. They look great. They're Cole Hans with Nike soles. I mean, if you guys want to make a mint, you go. You should bring those back. They were they're so comfortable. You can wear them in hundred degree weather. Unbelievable. And the Nike soles, I could probably beat you guys in a one on one basketball wearing them. Uh, I'm not very good at basketball. Maybe. Uh, all right, let's bring it back here. It's eight thirty five, and let's bring on Marcus Hyde Carter from Rockwell Trading. And uh, Marcus, um, how was your week going so far? Oh, it's amazing. It's it's one of the best weeks ever because last week I got assigned in uh, six positions so right. I could sell a bunch of calls and selling calls is fun. So it uh, looks like if the markets are holding up that I'll have a $15,000 week. So Oh, a nice week, win. Marcus. Congrats. Hello. Well, what'd you do? What'd you do? Okay. Uh, yeah, let me, uh, let me just share my screen here. <clears throat> 
let's see. So uh, what I did is uh, I sold uh, puts on AA, and then last week I got assigned. So as you can see here, it did below the strike price of 35, and oh. uh, I got assigned last Friday. Uh, I must say, since uh, last Friday we were down here at 32, I just sold calls right at the assigned price. So I sold it right at 35. So therefore, this will be uh, the, the worst trade this week. On this one here, I'll only make, uh, what, around $580. That's good when your worst trade, you make $580. That's always a yeah. good thing, Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> then Camping World. Camping World was another good one. Oh, yeah. So I sold uh, the 3750, got assigned, as you can see, and uh, it, it closed last Friday. When I got assigned at around 36. Here, uh, let me just double check really quick what I did there because I sold. There it is. Uh, I sold the 39. Okay, that's fun. Okay, so I, I sold the 39 call. And this means that I'm making premium on oh, this. You got one, another box 50 I'm making money on the way up on the stock. So if we close above 39 today, these shares will get called away. And uh, this will be worth, let me just uh, quickly take a look at my calculator here. So for Camping World, the guaranteed premium on the calls, it's uh, 2,160. If, if they close above 39 today, I'll make an additional $4,000 on the stock for a total of $6,210. So Camping bad, World, right? yay, please stay above 39. That would be terrific. <clears throat> Question for you, Marcus. Do you yeah. ever, uh, do you just leave it up to the trading gods? Like, or do you ever cut it short? Like, I mean, like, okay, well, you're up in this trade. You can, you know, cover in those calls, that, uh, buy back those calls that you wrote and call it a trade there. <clears throat> or do you leave it up? You know, if they're going to call me away, they're going to call me away. You see, it's a it's a great question, and uh, here is the challenge. Usually, I'm uh, just showing the account for uh, CWH, or maybe let's go for AA. Usually, I'm down on the calls quite significantly. Look at this. So AA on the stock, I'm making three thousand nine hundred fifteen dollars, but on the calls, I'm down three thousand four hundred eighty-seven. So I need to let it expire. I cannot buy them back. Right. So with Camping World here, it's a little bit closer. So I'm up four thousand nine hundred on the shares and then uh, I'm only down three hundred and twenty four dollars on the calls. So here, Dennis, I could close this one and say, yeah, you know what? Let's not roll the dice. Uh, I'll, I'll give up three hundred and twenty four dollars in profits. But this here is it's it's all time premium. Right. I mean, it's all time yeah. premium. And if you stay above thirty nine, I'll pocket an additional three hundred and twenty four uh, JWN. Uh, let's go to this one. JWN, I'm up $11,000 on the stock, but as you can see, I'm down $6,700 on the calls. Now, this is here at uh, $3,350, so uh, I will get called away, and there's still time premium in there. So it wouldn't really make sense to close this one. It's easier to let it expire, especially if you look at uh, JWN. Let's just go back on the charts. So uh, JWN, I mean, what are the chances that today we're falling below uh, the strike price? What did I have on the strike price here? I should have uh, written it down on the chart. Uh, JWN, 33.50. Okay, so right, my, my call strike price is right here. So for Camping World, it, it would possibly make sense, but uh, I'll probably just let it expire here. Because honestly, if, I, if I'm not getting called away and if I keep the shares, I can sell again. So I can sell calls again. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it. All of these stocks are stocks that I don't mind owning at all. I mean, I'm, I'm good with these stocks. I'm good with Camping World, Alcoa, uh, Nordstrom. Uh, Penn is another one. So I uh, got assigned last week in uh, Penn. So here, uh, oh, this was down yesterday. I didn't watch the markets yesterday afternoon. So I got assigned at 75. And uh, let me see what strike price did I sell on Penn. I'll uh, just move over here da, 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 to my bookkeeping. There we go. Okay. So on Penn, I sold the uh, 76. So if Penn stays above 76, I'm getting called away. And uh, on the calls, I collected 1,430. If it closes above 76, I'm collecting an additional 3,250. If not, I'll just sell more calls. I'll just sell more calls. So 
That's the plan. And uh, yeah, I mean, I was uh, actually really, really happy last week because uh, for me, it's always a, a little bit of a milestone uh, when I'm cracking the uh, the six figures uh, for the year. And uh, so last week when I collected all the premium yeah. and realized profits, I'm at 100,681. So this is where, uh, for me, it's always fun. It's a little bit like, <laughs> kind of celebrate a little bit. <laughs> Anyhow. It's nice when you hit your milestones, for sure. Right, right, right. So what's okay. on your radar for coming into next week? I mean, we have a big Russell rebalance today. We've got a lot of stocks going on. What are you eyeing yeah, up? What are you looking at writing this coming week? I mean, Dennis, we talked about the Russell balancing, and you're not mentioning right. I mean, how can you? When, when you is right going your, in? Your favorite, your Stop. five Is it going in? Did I miss edition? Ride? Let me look. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Was Ride going in? Ride yes. was uh, Ride was it on the original list or was it on this? Was it added? Uh, hold on. It might be. Uh, yes. oh, oh yeah, it was on the original. <laughs> Whoops. We just went over it. How could you? It's so mean of us. <laughs> how could you forget about how ride? did we miss ride i'm just skipping through the list and it's a stock we talk about with you so much we knew you were coming on and By we way, failed to even mention ride um spencer can we just stop sharing the the charts for just a minute yes we can since we are talking about ride and we have been talking about ride since uh, february here okay i have something special for you here if you ask me about ride <laughs> <there you go. laughs> That I thought if you want to ask me again about right today. we've ever seen on this show. There we go. <laughs> a special shirt. That, oh. That's good, Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, good. Yeah, Ride is going into the Russell 3000 today. So, and Marcus is celebrating that, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> if, uh, Dennis, if, you, if we would have thought about I I didn't know that that was going in because we the only thing we've been saying all week is this thing has a relentless bid. It it's does. the only thing we're like, bad news, go down. Look at support. It doesn't go down. I, I mean, on we bad kept news. on saying that. It went up on bad news. I mean, how many times did we say that day this week? It's like, well, if it doesn't, who cares that uh, they don't have any money, they don't have any cars, people are quitting, they don't have any. It held 10. I mean, there's Dead. sometimes. You talk about a 10. It's whole if you, 10. Sometimes if you can yeah. just like, you know, in, in, ignore the news, the constant news flow, which is, you know, sometimes slanted, and just, well, well, if I buy it at 10 and it goes to 9, I lose a buck. You know, it's I mean, just... yeah. If you if you can bring the chart back, because uh, I mean, Joel, you, you're a big I, artist. I, 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 I have trouble my... listening because I just keep looking at your. No, I, I gave Mar Marcus. That's so good. Okay. That's so good, Marcus. Marcus, this is what you need. Okay. Well, where uh, did you get your average cost down to thirteen eighty-seven and a half yet? Uh, no, I'm. Uh, I just sold a few more calls. I, I should be to around. Yeah, I'm probably around thirteen. I, I need to recalculate it today. Uh, probably at around thirteen fifty. Uh, Twelve eighty seven, Marcus. I mean, you know, I don't know what you know. I know you like to let it go up there and then come back down again. But uh, if you see twelve, that's another buck eighty seven. I mean, if you get something wild like you know 12 do you trade after hours at all or not no 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 uh, that's not for me I, Daniel, I would throw, stock for I would throw some stock out there at like 15 and a half or 16 and if someone wants to get stupid on the imbalance uh you know let them take you but i, I know yeah. you like i mean you got, your, you got you got yourself too. in and you're gonna get yourself out so i was gonna say 1287 would be my short-term target for today 1287. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm also looking at, it seems that at some point they're establishing a trend line here somehow magically. We will see. I mean, they, they might have found a bottom, but there's so much news. I mean, uh, crazy, start huh? at this point, technical analysis on a stock like this, it's <laughs> like uh, doing technical analysis on GME or AMC. I mean, everything fundamental technicals. I mean, it's pretty much out of the window here. I'm still saying when we get that ride back up and you get out of that position with your money back, I'm going. We're going to have a party here on the show one of these Fridays. You're going to drive <laughs> that that sweet. And I'm, uh, and I'm ordering one of those shirts. <laughs> You're going to drive that bus it's up custom here. Made. It's custom, custom made. made. I thought you got that right off the store shelf at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably, probably there should there should be many of those. There's a few. There's a few people that probably have that same opinion of ride out there. So that probably that shirt. Wait, 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 wait. No, in all seriousness, where did you get that shirt? It got a custom made, Spencer. No, this is where, uh, yeah, somebody got it for me. Oh. <laughs> so. That's great. 
Oh, man. That's hilarious. Marcus. Marcus Heikotter, guys, uh, as whoever said in chat, is a treasure. Uh, To learn more, uh, hear more, see more of Marcus and his adventures, uh, you can go to rockwelltrading.com slash Benzinga. The link is up on the screen. Uh, He joins us every Friday. Um, And that was a great treat, Marcus. That was. That (laughs) was. Everybody be talking about that all day, Marcus. Totally unexpected. Totally unexpected. Oh, yeah. The way he did it, too. It's just like it was so smooth. (laughs) He's a smooth guy. Uh, Marcus Heikotter, thank you so much. We will talk to you again next Friday. Talk to you next week. Thanks, Marcus. God, what a what a what a what a treat that was! was (laughs) There are a lot of people who share that same worldview, that same opinion. Oh, I'm sure. You know, the stock was where was the stock originally? Like Marcus Savage cost thirteen. A lot of people are in this thing at twenty, twenty five, thirty dollars. It's like, oh. You know, and so it, it's tough to get your money back. But you know what? This market, we thought it was space, you know, going back to that one. I would have not thought that space, you know, which was $50 back in February, went to 14 I would not have thought this could get back and be approaching $50 yeah, again a wow. month and a half later. This market likes when it starts going and it starts trending in one direction. Those trends are pesky. And wow, man, space. I think today's the day you ring the register if you're long in, in my opinion. But wow, man, it's been a nice comeback for a lot of people in SPCE. Bag holders, no more Wait, in SPCE. So this SP- I looked at this one for Bobby. And, uh, you know, first things first, you know, note that pre-market high. That's always important to get, you know, file through. Like the guys that are like, if 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 you if you're bidding this up, and I, I don't know how to put I want to put this. Um, I want to put this politically correct. Um, yeah, please. Um, <laughs> it's a sensitive it, world right okay. now. Um, if you want to sell, okay, but you're still bullish at these levels, um, you, it's easier to bid it up in the pre-market and then until the real liquidity comes in. So I would just say, did I do okay on that, Dennis? Yeah. Okay. Um, gotta be compliant. And, uh, so you, you pre-market high to me is important. And since we talked about it, it's moved up from 48.90 to 49.40. So you think there 40. could be people like holding it up here? Like, in you know, there could be money bending yeah. it up, holding it up, and then the real liquidity comes in and they hammer it. I yeah. mean, this, we, we talked about this. 50, 80, I'd keep This is manipulative yeah. activity, but it, we're not, you know. We're gonna have we don't know. That, we don't know we, that. We sure. don't know what other hedge funds are doing. I mean, AMC, you know, obviously we've got, you know, the apes accusing the markets of a lot of manipulative activity. I'm not going to say there's no manipulative activity activity oh. going on in these markets. There is manipulative activity, yeah, activity everywhere. We, we've even said on earnings reports, I mean, there's hedge funds. Imagine you're along, you know, you have a wishy-washy hedge fund and imagine you're long stock XYZ, a couple hundred thousand shares. It's got no bids. Well, you throw out a few bids and that gets more bids going. It's like all of a sudden you've got a rally going. That stuff does happen out there. Don't kid yourself. So um, Joel's just saying, you know, maybe this is getting pushed by algos. Maybe it's getting pushed for a number of reasons, but this feels like a little bit of FOMO here now, though, to me in space. I mean, could it go to 50? Could it go to 55? It could do Who anything. What, what's the headline here again? They got some. Yeah. <laughs> oh, talk about headlines that you wouldn't have assumed were necessary, because I would have assumed if Virgin Galactic is doing a, a commercial space launch, I would have assumed that they already have a uh, full license to do so from the FAA, but they didn't until no, they this do. morning when they got <laughs> approval from the FAA for a full commercial launch license following the success of their May test flight. So, okay. Well, I better get my deposit in now. Yes. What's it, 350 or they bring it down to 300? Uh, 300, 350K? I don't know. Sorry. Uh, this uh, feels like upside capitulation this morning for me. Like when you have stock trending down, 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 and then people are like, I can't take it anymore, sell it all. And then you have the capitulation. We call it the opposite way when it's boom, boom, boom. You've been they've been watching, watching, watching. I gotta get in this. So FOMO's in here. I gotta get in this. If there's a short, you know, in there, they're like, oh, I gotta get covered. This feels like upside capitulation where you ring the register if you're long. That's my opinion. Could it go to 50, 55? I mean, it just ran up nine bucks. Could do anything. It's way over down here now, way overbought. If you're buying it up here, I still believe you're doing it backwards. I would be a seller today if I own space. And another just thing, too. And the other thing, like I could give you the pre market high, I could give you the level, but 
you know, the best way, really the only way to catch a good average cost of this, if you want to sell today is by peeling out, you know, like, so, you know, sell, uh, you know, some at 49.10 and then put an offer out at 49.20, but bigger quantity. And then you go up to 49.40, you put a bigger quantity, 49.50, bigger, you know, that's what they do. I mean, they don't say, uh, you know, Unless you're an institution, then you let it get like 49.40 bid and you say, uh, sell me a million down to 49, you know, and then that's the way they do it. But you're better off in this algorithm world is, you know, just just throw it. They'll, they'll lift they'll lift a smaller offer. When it's this liquid, you get your orders out there, you get done. You but get I done. always am, you know, a fan and we haven't talked about this stuff, though, but I, you know, we're most of our listeners are probably small enough. I'm small enough where. You know, I'm just going to get in and out. And I take liquidity for the most part. I want to get out of this thing. I don't like throwing out a 10,000 share order and then spooking the market away from you. Don't do you it. know, because you, you throw out your order there and you try, oh, I'm going to throw 10,000 and sell 49 right now. Well, the algos see that and then they take it oh, down. They're, and they're like, okay, well, oh. I miss. And then you go 48 and a half. And then it's like, oh, it Done. moves down again. And then finally nah. get a 48 and the thing comes right back. So if you're 10,000 shares, you're sifting out 500, 500, 500,000, you know, just working it out. Um, if you're three, four, five hundred shares of this thing, you just hit the bed. You want out, you just hit the bed. You go boom, 49. I'm out. Don't try to play, you know, the spread. The spread, if you want to talk about, you know, and, and talk about the markets where they're rigged, that's totally rigged in the spread. I mean, why do you think we have payment for order flow? Why do you think off exchange market makers buy those orders? Gives them the best chance to capture the spread. So, you know, if there's a marketable buy coming in, they're selling on the offer, marketable sell coming in, they're buying on the bid, and they don't even have to put any orders out there. They're just taking the opposite side of all those market orders. That's where the big money is at. So, I mean, you you as an individual trader um, in this designed market, you're almost forced to pay the spread. And that's where, you know, it wasn't like that 15 years ago, 20 years ago as much because there wasn't so much off exchange, wasn't so many orders going off exchange where you could put your order out there and get done. But now, you know, in the market, it's, you know, obviously you're going to get down. It, it gets, you know, it's 10 cent spread right now. And you throw out your order, you're probably going to get down your couple hundred shares. But it's still not as easy to get down. And a lot of times you'll see you throw it out there and then it moves down on you. Throw it out there and it moves down on you. So um, in this market, it's called taking liquidity. If you're small enough, I just take liquidity. I get out. All right, we do have Jason Rasnick here lurking in the background, and I did want to cover FedEx at some point. Jason, good morning. It's been a long time. You, you, you can do FedEx in a second. I, um, I'm a six, I'm on for six minutes or maybe shorter. We'll see. Oh, okay, uh, go. Nine. But, go, go, go. Uh, re- real quick, I wanted to jump on. Um, Joel, I apologize about the shirt the guy was wearing. I oh i i i froze i was like joel's gonna log i thought joel was gonna log off but he did not he stayed so i because he, he put the little asterisks in there yeah, was okay. i was just gonna say it, dennis he had that <laughs> it was okay yes that's what i figured and by the way dennis Raz doesn't apologize much folks so you better take <laughs> you gotta note. take that apology, yeah you gotta Joel. take note on that dennis, i saw put that in pro i saw joe uh joel's uh doppelganger at a deli two days ago literally i thought it was joel and the only difference was he didn't respond to me when I said Joel, and it wasn't Joel. I mean, he's a doctor. <laughs> what okay. deli? Our talking. Oops. Sorry. Oh, what was that? No, no, uh, that, was me. that was me in the background. Sorry. What um, deli? Stage deli is your twin. Oh, okay. okay. Wait. So, hold so on. you have a twin that's local, even. You know, yes, usually it's yes. like when you go across the other side of the world on a vacation, you're like, oh, but my twin is on the other side of the world. And the guy, the guy was like, nice. It was beautiful. Okay. Quick question. Tesla, guys. Tesla, what do you think? I think it topped out yesterday. Um, a short term, it's overbought. Um, I we were saying on the show. I I actually said on the show if I was long it, I wouldn't hold out for seven hundred. I'd be selling in the six nineties. Mitch, money. Mitch listens to the show. Sold his. I think at six ninety two. Um, I I think you got that little pesky little high there, six ninety seven. Yeah, and is it in an uptrend? Is it coming back? Yeah, it looks better than it did, but it's overbought in the short term. If I was going to get in this thing, I'd wait for a pullback. Now I think it's overbought short term. Yeah, um, it, it was a surprising run, but I have to say, Luke was all over it at six hundred, saying, "Let's buy, let's buy this thing." I've been, you guys know, I've been trimming, you know, ever so slightly. Um, I just don't know if it's going to go to a seven thirty. I don't see what the cat. I mean, I'm very long Tesla guy, so I'm biased. But I don't see the immediate catalyst. Um, I'm actually a little bit frustrated with Tesla with the car lineup right now, um, that they're not making any model adjustments to the Model S's, 
the plaid, which, you know, people think would sell like crazy, but they, um, but there's no difference to it on the outside, except for a little logo, a little corner. There needs to be some updates. I know why they're not doing it. The cost, it's so much cheaper for them not to update the molds and everything. I get it. I just, I don't know if it's enough or did, I don't know. I mean, I, whenever I started to doubt Tesla and get nervous about it, I usually been wrong, but I just feel like there's not, I just, there needs to be more in that pipeline, Dennis, right now. I mean, they have a great pipeline with the, um, you know, the semi and then the, the, the one that everyone wants, the Cybertruck. But um, with the S's and the Y's and the X's, I just feel like there needs to be a little bit more to drive the stock because there is some good stuff coming out. Now, it doesn't mean that those other car, car companies are the buys because their whole model does not work for electric vehicles. Their whole models is based on service. So electric yeah. vehicles is going to hurt Ford, GM, and Chrysler. So, I, but, but I'm just with my with Tesla. I'm I, hey, my lease, my Tesla lease is up, and I keep extending it because I'm not sure what to do. Wait a minute, you lease? I felt that way. Yes, I lease. I didn't know that. All yeah, this, this whole time. Yeah, well, I never got the car schedule. That was a gift at first. The first six months were paid was a gift, and then I, yeah, I lease and I oh. extended it. I wasn't to get the Model Y, but then I'm like, maybe they're gonna have something newer, better, whatever. Um, why would I lease? Because you lease every few years, you get a car without anyone else's problems. You don't have to get all the service. And I used to buy and keep them for like 150,000 miles. I always had so many problems, transmissions, all that stuff. And so lease just makes the life easier, I guess. To each it's, their own. And, and, Star, and Starlink, by the way, people talk about Starlink and the internet thing, and that's going to help Tesla. Starlink could be its own business, not part of Tesla. It's just not clear on that. So that's another thing. Spencer, did you lose weight? Uh, he does look lighter right now. His face, yeah, his face looks a lot skinnier. Wow. Right. I don't know. It's Did just you? me. Yeah, it's just me and you, Raz, that don't lose weight. I guess apparently I mean, here. Oh, Joel swims a million. And I, I, I'm, I'm at all time highs. So <laughs> yeah, Dennis, I'm literally two eleven every freaking day. I wake up at two in the morning and I go down and eat <laughs> half a Twix bar. Twix bar. <laughs> Wait, uh, last thing on the Tesla. What about Panasonic selling their entire stake? You, you saw oh, that? Yeah. Yes. Yes. That, aren't they a key supplier? Yep. Remember, I went to Tesla's battery plant yeah. in uh, Lake Tahoe. I got a tour. They gave me a half day there. And then, um, but, um, oh, six, six, six is doing great. Um, someone said six up there. Six is doing great. I'm like, it's, it's taken off. My six and 60, it's not 60 yet, but it's doing great lately. Um, but it's like at 44, I think. So the Panasonic one definitely shocked me, man. Because Panasonic is so integrated, uh, Spencer, in, in their office, like so integrated in their in their building. So that shocked me. But I feel like um, the market didn't care. Yeah, I feel like because they're starting their own electric thing and building it into the truck. I mean, you guys should listen to the Sandy Monroe interview. He he knows this game. He says Tesla's six to eight years ahead of everyone. He knows this game. So um, I I would say to you. Tesla has room to run, like I, I, so I'd say. And Joel, my guy, not Joel, I'll count him, but the guy that gave me the Tesla pick a long time ago, um, he thinks Tesla is going to be one of the biggest insurance companies in the world because they can monitor, they, they own their fleet, they don't need to use Geico, all this stuff. He thinks there's a lot more upside to Tesla. That's what Joel thinks. Um, you know, and then, um, yeah, I guess, uh, and, and now these are two smaller ones. There's two stocks I've, I've been owning for a while, but. I guess I shouldn't say because they're smaller ones, and I've talked about them. I just they're, they're, the float's not as big as I would like to talk about it now. There's too many people, but um, the last one is that um, that six six, you know, the, the, six, the whatever six flags. That's six the flags. One. Thank yeah. you. I couldn't even think of the name. Joel and I were talking about that the other, the other day. They all look pretty good. I I I, well, I classic I, reopening trade. Yeah, well, yeah, Dennis, I've owned six flags for a while, and I kept saying six and sixty, and I'm I'm now even with how much I was down because I kept buying. But um, I still think six, I say six and 60. I may be giving up the 60 and now say six and 50. Six, six flags will be at 50 before the end of the summer is my. Uh, the, the question is, and, and this is what we've seen happen here in the last week. We've all flocked back into tech, you know, and the money's been flowing back into tech in the last month. 
and they've forgotten and hating on the reopening trades now. You know, we're not reopening anymore. American Airlines has been sitting here and basically doing nothing here around 22. Um, you know, my Las Vegas Sands, which I'm long, got hit hard yesterday. Disney, which I want to own, is trying to claw its way back. Six is grouped right into all that. I think the market's forgetting about the reopening, but I think the market will remember quickly, too. So I actually like some of these reopening plays because we now have a dip. We've now pulled back. People are not talking about the reopening trade, you know, in the media. And it seems like this market just likes to cycle. You know, now we're talking growth, tech, you know, Kathy's back, everything. So that's why I'm actually lightening up those stocks. And I'm actually interested in adding some reopening plays. Six Flags would be a classic reopening play. Yeah. And, and uh, Dennis, my kids went to it and it was packed. And I'm so sure. it was one of these things that. I think you'd have to own it. Oh, lastly, uh, and I uh, golf, 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 golf. Guys, if you're not in golf, I don't think it's too late. Dennis did a remark about four, six months ago that spring trade is by golf, by Eli. Yeah. And I, and, and I agree with him on it. But what I would say is I think that Callaway, I don't own it right now, guys. It's at 33, 34. Could easily see 40. I have called like 10 dealers of clubs. Callaway was the only one to buy shafts, grips, and everything a year in advance. Um, so they have most, most of the supply and they're selling this stuff. It's not all sold out. So that's it. It's, I have to, it's nine to one. So Dennis, I'm not in Callaway, but I keep looking at it and maybe I'm too obsessed with golf right now, but um, I don't know. I heard golf. something interesting uh, on TV and they were talking how they jammed all the majors in uh, early this year. And the reason that they're doing it is, you know, Get it early. Get it in in June and July. Get people excited right in uh, the height of golf season. And then, boom, I got to, oh, look what that guy was using. I'm going to go buy that club. And you still have, you know, July, August, September, and maybe uh, into um, October. But uh, I'll let you guys take it from here. Spencer, I'll see you at 3.30. Joel, that's amazing. Doing well. Somebody, somebody is cutting to her audio on, on her that, show. That was Jason. Right that was, that was oh. Jason doing some weird things. All right, Jason. Jason's still here. You cut him off. No, he's gone. No, Jason you cut, him off. You cut him off again. I think he had a meeting. He was joining the meeting while he was in with us, and we heard that. So uh, anyway, oh, we didn't even talk about FedEx here. Uh, Dennis, you have thoughts on FDX because uh, earnings seemed okay. Uh, guidance seemed in line. The stock is down. Let me bring it up in, in pro. The valuation still is still attractive. I sold my FedEx a while ago, and I wish I wouldn't have. I think I sold around two sixty or two seventy. I just thought it got overdone. I bought it at a hundred bucks, and I felt like it was actually in my. I, I, I say I don't put stocks in my long term, in my in my RRSP account, which is which is like your Roth in Canada. But I had that one in there. And so I didn't have to pay the tax on it. I'll have to pay the tax at the end of it when you take the money out when I'm yeah. 70 years old. But um, I don't have to pay, immediately pay the tax on it. So I was a little bit, if, if this would have been in my regular account, I probably wouldn't have sold it. Um, 292, I don't know. It's a it's a pullback. It's a great company. The valuation's reasonable. I think it's trading 13, 14 times. You can make an argument. This has been an environment where it's probably near as good as it gets for FedEx EPS. Yeah. I've always been concerned that Amazon and, you know, you are seeing Amazon deliver a lot more of their own packages. Now, I mean, think about at your doorstep or at your doorstep is a lot of times delivering your Amazon package is not FedEx and UPS. You know, it's just random, you know, they've got random delivery. Everybody's moving into this. You're going to get a drone delivery. I, I just, I tend to think that it might be kind of the environment where it was as good as it gets and for FedEx, but it's still reasonable priced. Yeah. So I think if you got a significant pullback, I'd be into it. Am I buying it when it pulled back eight bucks today? No, nah, I don't think so. If it got down to two fifty, I'd probably be interested. Speaking of retirement accounts, you saw what Peter Thiel did, right? You no. you heard about that? No, what Peter Oh, did. uh ProPublica reported on this. Peter Thiel back in nineteen ninety nine or whatever, uh I didn't didn't know you were allowed to do this. He bought shares of PayPal in, and put them in his Roth IRA when they were priced at like a penny. And really? yeah. And so then his, his Roth IRA, the value of his account went from like $6,000 to like millions of dollars in one year because she had shares of PayPal in there. I'm not <laughs> right. Well, you could do that. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Cause again, I'm not allowed a Roth. I'm right. not American here. So it's a different story. Well, I guess, yeah. you know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It, it, yeah. Wait, was it a penny or they, were they less than a penny? I'm sorry. They were less than a penny. They're under a penny. Thank you. Well, PayPal, I don't know because he got a spinoff from eBay. Right. So like I got, I got PayPal shares for nothing as well because I had eBay long and then they gave me PayPal. 
So, right. I mean, it, I guess it depends on how your cost basis works with that. You know, I always say like my brokerage usually shows up. My cost basis is where I, the, the, the opening day where, you know, the stock came public, which obviously yeah. wasn't a penny. If we go back to this, you know, it would have been, I don't know, 30, <laughs> $32 or something. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Jay, Jay Rubin is telling me that you have to be an accredited investor to, to put, to, to pull a move like that and put something like that in. I your think account. so too. I don't think we're going to be doing that. Right. Bummer. All right, Dennis. Have a good have a good day. Go to Russell Walmart. Rebalance. It's going to be fireworks on the close. I'd use this opportunity if you're in something and it's gapping up into the close and you've been wanting to get out. You might get some really good prices, um, you know, on some stocks today. Space, like I said, just kissed up to the fifty. I'd be a seller of space here today. Again, it's just my opinion. The thing can go anywhere, but holy mackerel, there's a lot of good news priced in this thing now. Just as much as it was oversold a month and a half ago at 14, it is completely overbought here now at 48. So I think it's due for a pullback eventually here. All right. We'll be on at the close, Joel and I, uh, and Dennis will be buried under a mountain of trades. So yes, I will. Good luck today, Dennis. Always uh, a little nervous on this day. Always nervous. Dennis, you get nervous? I, I never get much nervous, but I actually get the butterflies going around 3.30 and, you know, I'm starting and doing my homework and getting everything ready. And it's probably just because I've been through, you know, both ways with this. Russell's been awesome for me and it's been terrible for me. Oh, I've man. seen it both ways. Now I play conservatively, like I said, ever since that day that I had algos go wild on me. <laughs> it was a little bit nerve-wracking so it's an interesting day we'll say that wow i didn't know you get nervous after all these not years. very often with trading do i get nervous but i do on wrestle rebalance day but it's more excitement your nerves of excitement that's what it is yeah, yeah, you yeah. know it's like your birthday it's something's going on you know you're excited you're anticipating you know you get the butterflies going and yeah you do what you have to do i'm very systematic you know i take the systematic approach to it i don't try to put opinion in there on this day it's simply playing the systems what has worked from a probability perspective yeah that's it all right dennis we'll talk to you uh have a good weekend I'll, good luck I'll, everyone i'll tweet at you later all okay, right i'll let you know i'll tweet out and let you know how the wrestle went so follow me trader you can see it on the screen at triple d trader i will tweet out probably around 4 35 o'clock my start getting unburied from stocks how it went <laughs> all righty thanks a lot man say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.